0: What do you say, Charlie? Good evening, Lieutenant. So, what do you got for me? John Doe. Between 25 and 30 years of age. Cause of death looks like O.G. Over gold, huh? Any signs of foul play, Randy? No, sir. Looks like a case of just too many gold chains. Looks like a fucking statue. I wonder how he went to the bathroom with all this stuff on. To my bleeding ears, this is episode number thirty-eight. Look at that! I remembered what episode it you was. You did,
1: even I, I did.
0: I thanks. <laughs> up, 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 you're right. Uh, that was a dick move. Man. I'm
1: sorry. You remembered the episode. Oh,
0: thank you. I <laughs> I love it when you're, you're congratulatory for doing simple things. <laughs> well, we got a few things to talk about this week. Uh, you know, we just finally saw Tomb Raider. Finally. And Jesselyn, you are a big fan of the series, the video game series, mm-hmm. um, especially the ones that just came out recently, like a Rise of the Tomb Raider and just the reboot one, also.
1: Yeah, you're
0: like you've beaten those games probably about four, five times each. I've definitely
1: played those games <laughs> to like at least ninety, the ninetieth percentile, more than any of the other games that I have played.
0: And you were uh, you're a fan of the ones before that too, not like oh the, yeah. The PlayStation One Two and Three Ones were I mean, they're pretty rough and raw now when you go and look back at them just being on the PlayStation, the first yeah. Playstation.
1: I don't think I can go back, but I did play all of those, <laughs> yeah.
0: They're really tough and you have to be mm-hmm. exact and everything and and as they grew older and like different systems like uh they released three sixty versions, uh before the reboot and everything. And they got better. But Mm -hmm. they weren't as good as the ones that have recently come out.
1: Right. Legend is pretty good, and Mm Tomb Raider Underworld, I think it is. Yeah, you like
0: those, too. Those
1: are pretty good. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, 1 through 3, I definitely remember just throwing her off a cliff and watching her die. I was (laughs) so frustrated with the game. (laughs) Or
0: shooting Tyrannosaurus. Right, Tyrannosaurus, They're pretty crazy games. (laughs) Uh, But they got... Somewhat more realistic as they went along. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, her Lara Croft's boobs shrunk. And yeah, she was, her... it was It was more of a... a just a, a regular kind of woman. Yeah, Not she looked like a human being. <laughs> like woman. a human exactly. being. <laughs> <laughs> so it was nice to see that uh, progress through the, the two games. And the third game, which is coming out in September. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure you're very excited for. Oh, I can't for. wait. So, um, to see that they're going to do another movie, and based off these newer movies that came out... I was somewhat excited about it because the prior movies were kind of silly with Angelina Jolie.
1: Yeah, I didn't even see the sequel. I only saw the first one. And it was fine. It was fun. Yeah,
0: it was I fell asleep when I saw it in the theater. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Well, this is right after I worked, like in the morning and everything. I was like, I want to go see a movie. And I just passed out.
1: Still, with like a mid 20 something Angelina Jolie, that is not a testament to that movie.
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) So we finally saw this one, uh, directed by. I guess you pronounce his name Roar Uthag.
1: Yeah, I don't know. He's like a Norwegian. (laughs)
0: He does Norwegian films. I didn't
1: recognize any of the films. Yeah, they must all be Norwegian films. Yeah.
0: And uh, this is written partially by a woman, it seems like. Uh huh. Uh, Jamie
1: Robertson Dourette.
0: Yes. Uh, And this one is Laura Croft. You have Elisa Vikander, who won um, uh, Best Actor, Best uh, Female Performer. Uh, What movie with a Danish girl?
1: I believe the Danish girl, mm-hmm. was she overlooked in Ex Machina? Because she is outstanding. Yeah, she.
0: Uh, I think she did get overlooked in that movie, which it's is a really, really cool movie.
1: Yeah, great I really like that one.
0: Uh, she plays Laura Croft. We have Dominic West, who plays Richard Croft, her um, father. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may know him from The Wire, and I know him because we did Punisher Warzone. Mm-hmm. And you always have a problem with his characters because he's, he's a British guy, and yet yeah. he, uh, <laughs> he tries to speak with an American accent in movies, and it's not all that great, so it kind of throws you off. Right.
1: So in this, <laughs> he's British, thankfully.
0: <laughs> and we got Walton Goggins. He plays Matthias, who is another character from the game. Uh, if you don't know Walton Goggins, he was a character on Justified for a long time, he did the Hateful Eights. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably one of my favorite parts of the Hateful Eight, actually. Yeah. He usually plays a scumbag, but he does he it does. really well.
1: In Justified, I think he was only supposed to be in a few episodes or maybe just the first season, but he was such a great villain that he was in the entire show.
0: Uh, and then he was like one of the prisoners and predators too, and he, I thought he was—he <laughs> was really funny in that. Yeah, one. <laughs>
1: he's great. Love him. Great villain.
0: Great villain. Uh, we got Kristen Scott Thomas, who's pretty much bookends the film as Anna Miller, which is another character from the video game. The video
1: games, uh-huh.
0: uh huh? And then uh, we only see Derek Jacoby once or twice in the movies, he plays Mr. Yaffe, and. You like him because he was the voice of Nicodemus in uh, *Secret of Nim*.
1: I don't think I ever knew that. That's I why know. I wrote it in all caps here. Did you
0: know that? <laughs> no, I didn't know that at all. Uh, then we got another small role, uh, small, uh, um, yeah, small role for Hannah John Caiman, who I've said before I'm, I'm in love with. Yeah, your new woman, my new woman. She's a ready player one in uh, episode of *Black Mirror*. She two episodes, yeah, two episodes, mm-hmm. right. And then we have Daniel Wu, who plays Lu Ren. He pretty much rents the boat to Laura Croft mm-hmm. in this movie. And this one takes... I mean, this one's really, really close to the first one.
1: It's pretty close to the reboot. The reboot yeah. of mm-hmm. the of
0: this franchise. It's
1: the same island, the same idea, kind of. They cut out a lot of the characters because right. it would be nine hours long, like the yes. game is. <laughs> yes.
0: uh, but also, they kind of cut out a lot of the violence of the video game and the brutality that's that's put upon uh, Lara Croft throughout the game. They do.
1: She gets the ever loving shit kicked out of her in the game. It's it's def it's the reboot is a prequel to Lara Croft. It's her right. becoming who she is. Right. Uh in the 1 through 3 games, she gets the crap kicked out of her. Her first kill, she almost throws up. It's huge deal. It's pretty right. huge deal in in this movie too, I guess. Right, yeah.
0: But that's where it kind of ends with the brutality, really, mm-hmm. and the stealthness of Lara in these video games really isn't present, except for maybe one part where she shoots a few arrows, but that's about it. Yeah. Uh, this movie let me down because of it was PG-13 that cut out all the brutality of yep. it and all, all the stuff that made this Tomb Raider game more real.
1: I didn't think about that. You're right. It should have had an R rating. It should that have would have definitely,
0: improved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it prolonged maybe a little bit more character development with some of these guys because this is a small cast in this movie, mm-hmm. really small. Because half the characters I named are only in the movie one scene, two scenes.
1: Yeah, most of it is Lara Croft and Richard Croft and Matthias.
0: And it's I think that's a big mistake. One because I, I might have talked about this before is that. All these movies are shooting to have sequels. Even if the movie isn't going to do well, you're like shooting for a sequel. And this is one of those movies that does that. Uh, like the game, Laura finally gets her two guns at the end, but it's uh-huh. not to kill the bad guy. It's just like, I want two guns, you know, at the end. Yeah. And it cuts out like that. It wasn't anything special. Yeah. It
1: was, that, it, was, it
0: was a wink to say, hey, for things to come, she's going to have two guns in this next one.
1: Right, whereas in the, the climax of the game, she comes across the second gun and then takes Matthias out with two guns, two guns, and it's a big deal. It's very symbolic of who she is now.
0: But I think Walton Goggins played a really good Matthias, uh, even though if it wasn't exactly like the video game version of Matthias, yeah. I think he did a, a good job. He always does a good job.
1: He does, <laughs> but I I said, Walton Goggins is a great villain, they don't really give him a whole lot to work with. No, here. they don't. That's unfortunate. He's a great villain.
0: And to have a, an even great villain, you need people to play off, play off of him. Other villains too, right. which they have, but they're just unnamed characters that are just following him around. There's no other names or no one. Looks seems like no one else got a sad card in this movie because <laughs> <Right>. there's a, <laughs> very few lines by the other characters.
1: That's true. It's, I was also really disappointed. I just kept asking myself, why did we need this movie? It's almost the same story. If Even if you did a completely different story, Lara Croft is episodic. Tomb Raider is episodic. Yes. You could do something totally different. Right. And at some parts, you and I were actually saying the names of the buttons that you used
0: yeah. to get Lara <laughs> to do
1: what Alicia Wickender is doing. just... <laughs> Stupid. I don't right. know. I know that you were winking at us, who loved the video games, by making her almost fall off a cliff, and then you press an <laughs> X and her <laughs> other hand goes up. But I was really... I shouldn't have gotten my hopes up. I did. That was a mistake. I was really disappointed.
0: And I think it's square for the P- for the PlayStation version, too, to grab them. Oh, square. Excuse me. Well, well, PlayStation, PlayStation players. <laughs> square, not X. <laughs> I think where this movie went wrong was... Um, uh there's a part of the movie where um uh Laura Croft ends up finding her father which I was really against because the whole meaning of this movie is that she lost her father and she never finds him again and how she tries to somewhat complete or or go in the same way as, as his legacy which really just it didn't it didn't make sense to me to have him in this movie or to to show up later on on this island
1: yeah I, I 100% agree she's orphaned in the video game right. it's a big deal it's it really a big affected deal. her yeah yes
0: so I this isn't a bad movie uh, I'll give it that it's not bad it's very no. it's uh, it's very comprehensible you can understand everything going on but it's just I guess it's unneeded because they didn't do it right. They should have made it an R movie.
1: Yeah, I agree. And maybe just a whole new story. Give us a whole new one. Right. Make Raid, a new episode.
0: Rated R movies make money now.
1: Agreed. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, I mean, just look at Deadpool and look at, I don't know, Passion of the Christ, I guess. Yes. <laughs> R-rated Logan. movies. Uh, Logan, yeah. R-rated yeah. movies can make money. Just You just have to do it right. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it wasn't done right this time. Agreed. It
1: was okay. C plus is what I gave it. What yeah, grade
0: did you give I it? I give it a C. Yeah, it's very it's a very passable movie. If you've never seen a tomb, if you've never played a Tomb Raider game before, go ahead and play. It. And if you have seen a Tomb Raider movie, check it out. Maybe just yeah. don't expect too much. Uh, just expect the game for the most part. Yeah,
1: it's just fine. It's a variation of the rebooted game.
0: Yeah, Perfect. and we didn't watch all that much, so we're gonna go right to Jessalyn's corner. Uh, this is, yeah. once again, a movie that I haven't watched, but. Jessalyn has watched on her own, and then uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit here. And then she's going to, she already wrote a blog for the movie where she spoils it all, because the name of the blog is Jessalyn Spoils, spoils It All. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> you can read that after you listen to this, and uh, it's it's pretty good. I read it already, and I went through it. and So yeah, Thank definitely you. check it out. But what's this movie about?
1: So Swiss Army Man, this is from 2016. It's available on Amazon. Uh, that's how I watched it. It's a hopeless man stranded on a deserted island befriends a dead body, and together they go on a surreal journey to get home. Um, The directors are Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. They've done lots of TV shorts, but otherwise I don't really know any of their work, and it stars Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe as the two main characters. Really the only characters in the whole movie. The other characters show up uh, later. Um... I gave this... I'm not going to spoil it. I already spoiled it in my (laughs) blog, so go read my blog. Um, I gave this movie a C. It's okay. Um, I I don't want to say too much about it. I feel like even what I took from it... The whole movie is a metaphor. It's a symbol of something else. Mm. And so I feel like I can't even really talk about it. Um... Daniel Radcliffe's character, the dead body, does sort of come alive and start to talk, and he doesn't remember his old life, and he's called Swiss... The movie's called Swiss Army Man because Paul Dano realizes that he can shoot things out of his mouth and get clean water from his mouth, and um, there are all kinds of different things that he can do to help build things, like a rope and a pulley. They do a whole montage of what this dead body can do to help him survive in the wilderness. Which is kind of funny. Um, There were parts of it that I thought were charming. I thought it was just okay. I kept asking myself, was this a story that needed to be told? And I'm sure there are lots of people out there who would argue that, yes, this was a story that needed to be told. Mm -hmm. Especially critics. I am in the minority. In fact, when I shopped around, I didn't find anyone who didn't like it.
0: Oh, wow. Um,
1: And it's fine. Uh Uh-huh. But I just didn't really care.
0: I mean, it seems like a pretty unique movie from it's the previous I've seen.
1: Yeah, props for originality, definitely.
0: Um, but originality doesn't necessarily mean it's a good movie either. Yeah, it's just <laughs> I
1: didn't feel like it was a story that I needed to hear. Maybe it's a story that other people needed to hear and see. I will say, Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe are excellent. They're really, really good in this. And I feel like they should both get noticed more for the caliber of acting that they've been doing.
0: Well, especially Daniel Radcliffe coming off Harry Potter and everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's really tough to shake the whole Harry Potter thing for him. And all those other stars. I think Emma Watson's doing a fine job just kind of shedding that. Yeah. And going on to these bigger roles. Whereas Hopefully that Daniel, happens with other actors, too. But yeah, right. Daniel Radcliffe... Um,
1: he's been doing more... He's been doing little independent stuff to right, kind of yeah. shake that, much like Robert Patton, Pattison has right. been doing.
0: Yeah, those are good choices. Uh, you, yeah. Because if you go into a big-budget movie, uh, let's say Daniel Radcliffe's going to be in the next Transformers movie, he's going to be... Harry Potter versus Megatron right. or something. You know, right,
1: uh, he doesn't want to get stuck in that yeah, again. Exactly. And he doesn't need to do anything ever again for the rest of his life because of Harry Potter. So he can easily do like low-budget, right. independent films. Right, um, right. And he's great. I mean... You know, you you watch him grow up from 11 to an adult in Harry Potter films, and even he says he cringes when he watches himself in the first movie, and he's really not that good. He's 11, you know? What's he supposed to do? He's great in this. I'm really impressed with both actors. Their chemistry is excellent. They seem like they're best friends.
0: Well, I can understand Daniel Radcliffe with, or listening to maybe like your earlier, or, or watching your earlier work, or listening to your earlier work, I can't listen to podcasts that we've done. Yeah. I don't listen to them. I pretty much just record it, then I edit it, and then I put it out there, and I don't ever listen to it again, because I know I'm going to hate it. <laughs> so I, I, then I'm going to want to change everything, like George Lucas, you know, and have a special edition where I chime in, like, once I fuck up somewhere, and be like, hey, well, no, that's not true, actually, this happened.
1: Well, in that case, I was encouraging you to listen to the podcast. Podcast, and in that case don't because right. i don't want you to george lucas it so. yeah i'm gonna
0: add some ewoks or into the soundtrack or something
1: yeah but anyway so yeah he he's <laughs> the they're great in this mary elizabeth winstead is in it and that's really the only other name i didn't know anybody else but again for the majority of the movie it's just daniel radcliffe and paul dano
0: that's pretty tough you know having just one or two actors um and that's all you have you know mm-hmm. your other act the other actor your your you're 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 acting with has to be good, or as good as you, yeah, to be able to make a a good movie, or just a a passable friendship, or camaraderie, or whatever.
1: Yeah, especially considering one is playing a corpse. (laughs) I
0: mean, essentially,
1: even when he starts to talk, he's still a corpse, or a tool, a Swiss army man.
0: Well, you gotta give him props for that, uh, uh, I mean... Has anyone played a Swiss Army knife before, nope. <laughs> or a Swiss Army man, a or
1: Swiss Army corpse? Nope. Yeah, Only Daniel
0: Radcliffe. <laughs> Who would have thought you know playing a corpse would be kind of tough to do? Yeah, you, know? you just lie down and. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would definitely. I gave this movie a C. Maybe I'd give it a C C+.
0: Give it a C plus for originality. Probably, yeah, you know?
1: definitely go and see it. You may you'll probably disagree with me. Most critics did.
0: Well. It kind of seems like what we were saying before, like a hipster kind of, uh, like a comedy kind of thing. Or, or just sort like of. a, a low-budget kind of hipster movie. Yeah, yeah,
1: and one of my biggest problems with it is the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, which is definitely a hipster creation, I think.
0: <laughs> I think it
1: started with Natalie Portman in, in, Golden, in Golden State, Garden State. But yeah, like she's not even really in this. She's, just an, she's literally just an idea. It's not even a character. So that part bugged me. Eh, Go see it. See what you think.
0: (laughs) Then read the blog. (laughs) Or maybe read the blog and see it. Or who cares. Yeah,
1: but I do spoil everything in the blog.
0: It's because it says in the title, Mm Jesslyn spoils it all. (laughs) of the week. (laughs) I like it. I want you to be a game show host for the rest of this. Dude, I wanted to be a game show host or a talk show host. Like is my is my dream as either doing that or as what I'm doing right now. So I'm kind of fulfilling that. And I get to do it whenever I want. I have no deadlines. Pick whatever guests I want.
1: You're the creator.
0: Maybe you know what I should do? I should do it Uh, at one time my other podcast I did for a little while is called Pinheads of Horror. We did a trivia challenge one time, so maybe I'll try and do that sometime here, if I have a couple recurring guests, and I'll just have another kind of yeah. uh, Jeopardy trivia challenge, and the winner gets, I don't know, I'll figure something out.
1: That trivia was really hard, so I think maybe ease up a little bit. Oh, jeez, it wasn't that hard. It, oh, yeah,
0: they are supposed to be like horror fanatics and stuff. Come on, man, you should have gotten at least half of those. Don't I think give me I only crap. got
1: half of them when you tested them out on me.
0: Yeah, well, you weren't part of a horror podcast, though. <laughs>
1: So, our movie
0: is uh, District B-13. Now, uh, this is a 2004 movie. Uh, it's French uh, by uh, one of the uh, producers was Luc Besson. If you know him, he did the professional transporter Taken, mm-hmm. Fifth Element, tons and tons of stuff. Big producer, mm-hmm. married to Milo for a while. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I don't yeah. think I ever knew that.
0: No, yeah, they're, well, yeah. I think they got married um, like right after Fifth Element, and then divorced right after the Joan of Arc movie he did. Uh, and
1: yeah,
0: it didn't last very long.
1: So success to a non-success. Yeah,
0: then yeah, then Resident Evil. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the premise of this movie is that uh, set in the slums of Paris in 2010, an under- undercover cop. An ex thug tried to infiltrate a gang in order to defuse a neutron bomb. So, uh, in the future of France, uh, there's like a really shitty, let's say, borough of France, and they kind of just uh, wall it in, take out like all the amenities, like electricity, sewer, schools, police, everything. They take everything out of this, wall it up, and kind of seal everyone in there. And the only way to get in and out is through like a police checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of bad stuff happens in District B thirteen mm-hmm. itself. There's rampant drug use. There's uh, guns. It's just anarchy. But there's one guy. His name is LeTo, who tries to go against that. He has his own building, like apartment building, where he houses people who want to stay away from all this, like drugs and all the crime. Mm-hmm. And from what you see, it happens. What ha- what he does is that he ends up stealing a shitload of cocaine or heroin. And he destroys it all in his, like, uh, apartment. But while he's doing that, the people he stole the drugs from come after him and and he leads them on a a big parkour chase. Yeah. So this is, like, the first time I've ever seen parkour was during this movie because I saw it back in 2004 when it came out uh, on DVD. And I was blown away by the movie. I was like, holy shit, this dude's, uh, what's his name? David Bell is his name. He Mm -hmm. plays his character, Leto. He is the, I would say he's the inventor of parkour, and if you don't know what parkour is, it's just, it's finding ways to go around obstacles where you kind of like jump and and fly through things and land on your feet. side
1: jump off walls. Right, yeah,
0: it's just kind of like a form of getting around to places that is very dangerous very I,
1: dangerous and I read that these stunts are done with no wires no
0: wires no not at all scary but it's just a lot of camera tricks that they do though and yeah. cuts it's the way they do it is very interesting and, and very well done because this guy just looks like he's flying through like mm-hmm. over buildings and, and onto other buildings and through windows and stuff this dude's crazy
1: he makes it look like <clears> you can <throat> do it though yeah he makes I, it look well, effortless
0: I, I'm sure maybe ten years ago I can do maybe one or two of the movies
1: <laughs> but other than that
0: no this dude's nuts man
1: don't try this at home
0: uh, so that's how the movie starts out. Um, they end up catching up with Leto, and they kidnap his sister, and they hold her for, like, six months, and they drug her, and he's, like, the kingpin's, like, f- I don't know, flunky, or, or just, like, his little prize, his dog.
1: Kind of, like his dog, yeah. He she keeps her She's chained up next to him. Mm-hmm.
0: And so uh, six months pass. Oh, yeah, well, the name of the bad guy, his name is... Uh, uh, what you would call it, uh, Taha? Mm-hmm. And he looks like that one actor from uh, from Terminator Two. He's in a lot of shit. The one uh, John Connor's adoptive dad. He looks like him. It's not him, but he looks like him.
1: Wait, not. Oh, never mind. Sorry, never mind. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> well, he looks mm-hmm. like
0: you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He gets stabbed in the mouth with the sword from the T 1000 through oh, the yeah. thing of milk. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks like the French he version of that guy. He looks like that guy, yeah. <laughs> he looks like him. So he, he's he's the main bad guy. Um, we cut uh, six months later, and we're like in a, in like this casino, this underground casino, which is illegal, I guess, in France in 2010. And it's run by this one guy, and you find out that one of his henchmen. Uh, this mob boss is actually an undercover cop. And that's where we meets uh, Cyril Raffaelli He is uh, you might you may know this guy uh, from Live Free or Die Hard. Mm-hmm. He played one of the bad guys who ends up fighting Bruce Willis. It's a really shitty fight scene, which I was kind of pissed off when I saw the movie.
1: You should be. Yeah, I had no idea what this dude could do. I mean, they do give you a taste of it in "Live for right. Die Hard." A so you...
0: taste, right? Like a little, like a little spoonful of but then of you, Cyril.
1: Yeah, and you think that fight's going to be epic, and then it isn't. it
0: wasn't. No, it sucked. It's like Indiana
1: Jones. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
0: but I've seen him in other movies. I can't think of him right now. But I didn't
1: he... recognize any. It, a lot of stuff. He's a of big stunts, time right. stunt man.
0: Yeah, he did. Uh, I know he was a bad guy in a Jet Li movie. I just can't think of it right now. But okay. he's pretty badass in that one. He, okay, he's like a smaller guy, but he's with like a bigger guy. They look the same, but one dude's really big and he's really small. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of a cool fight scene or, or in that movie. But yeah, he did some other stuff too. I just don't remember. Um. So we, uh, after he infiltrates the casino and he's kicks everyone's ass in there, he blasts a few guys, and you find, oh, he's a cop, undercover cop, he's badass. Uh, then it cuts to a scene where, right after he's done doing all the, you know, undercover stuff, he goes into, like, the constable, main constable's office, because he's a police officer, and they're like, hey, they're, a neutron bomb was stolen, and it's in District B-13, and we need you to go and get that bomb and disarm it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, I don't really feel like it but okay if it's gonna save the world if people aren't, aren't gonna die you know even though district b13 is a slum i'm it, there's still people there and i still yeah. want to save these people so Absolutely. he's a he's a good police officer
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so the plan was to team him up with the the character of david bell leto who has been imprisoned in the um in the not the slum part so uh they're make this whole plan where they're going to get David Bell, Leto, and Cyril Raffaele. What's his name in this movie? Shit. I forgot what it is.
1: Damien Tommaso. Ah, Told Damien. Him. We'll call him Damien. Yeah, Damien. I'm not <laughs> going
0: to say his whole name. <laughs> <laughs> Damien and Leto, uh, they have a plan of sneaking them in the slums by a uh, prison transfer, so they act like uh, Damien's a, a bad guy again, and he's a prisoner, so they're going to transport him, but he figures, hey, we're going to break out and Find out where this uh, this bomb is, and or kill this guy, or do whatever. Mm-hmm. Ta-ha. Uh, but the David Bell character Leto is pretty much like, yeah, I know you're a cop. Let's go in there, and they kind of have like a, a a standoff between each other, because uh, Leto is he's he's not really a criminal. He's just in a bad situation, living in the slums. He doesn't trust police officers or right. anything. You know, he doesn't want to team up. Yeah. So, but it takes a little cajoling to get them to work together. And then they ended up uh, going against the mob boss, Taha, and uh, disarming this bomb, which they eventually do. And they eventually get to the bomb, and uh, Damien's about to put in the code, but Leto hears him. uh, He's told what the, the code is, and he figures out that this bomb wasn't necessarily here to, it wasn't necessarily stolen. It was probably planted there so that the government on the good side can just blow up this whole slum and kind of just start over and you know brush it under the blanket kind of thing and
1: blame the district for it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm
0: -hmm. So I mean, I like that ending or just how how it ends like that, to where this guy is, um, this cop wants to do the right thing this whole time, but he figures out that he would have killed himself and everyone else in there if he'd listened to his superiors. Mm-hmm. So uh at the end of the movie they come friends and and there's actually a sequel to this movie it's called uh District B13 Ultimatum.
1: Did you like it? I did like, the, I did like it. I did like the
0: sequel. Um, same cast. Same cast, same uh same uh two guys, they're in a situation again and they bring in even more help this time with other criminals who help them out and I forgot what the movie exactly was about. I was a little intoxicated when I saw it, so I don't remember (laughs) everything. And I've seen parts of it again, but it's another movie I I have to check out again. It might not be as good as the first one, but it's still pretty decent. There's some good action scenes in it. I mean, how can you not with these guys? Yeah, Some kung fu master and a parkour guy. Mm -hmm. What did you think of this movie?
1: I... Give it a B minus. I mean, there are plenty of great action sequences. It's really cool. I like how they show a stunt done, and then they have another stuntman chasing after them who shows you how hard it is to execute that stunt. He Mm -hmm. fails the stunt and falls off the side of the building, which is actually, ironically, an even more dangerous stunt. (laughs) But uh, that was really cool. I rolled my eyes a little bit at when... uh, Damien tells an entire room full of henchmen that he's a cop, like, (laughs) in a room where all these henchmen are armed, and then apparently their guns don't work anymore, and they just all come (laughs) at him one at a time, and he manages to make it out of there really easily. Um, But I really like the story. I really like the action. Uh, We didn't mention that Taha... Ends up getting killed by his own men because the good guys drain his bank account, so he yeah. can't pay them anymore, so they kill him. We're not even
0: good guys, the, the government. The government, <laughs> yeah, sorry, the government,
1: not good guys, drain <laughs> his bank account, so his henchmen kill him, and this guy, K2, takes over, his number one. Yeah. I really like that you guy. You like K2, yeah, I like K2. he was
0: a bad guy, but you still liked him, you know? Yeah. Even and in the beginning, he's kind of, he's, you know, he... He's the one who finds out uh, who busts into Leto's apartment with his henchmen to find the drugs and he finds them all messed up and he's like, ah shit.
1: Yeah. Um, He just he's not the worst guy ever. I mean, he definitely lets Damien and Leto go so they can get to the bomb so that it's so that they can disarm it. Um so yeah, B
0: minus. I liked it. This movie didn't do all that well in France, actually, where this movie's from. Uh the biggest complaints they said were it's like a, mi- a mixture of uh, Escape from New York and Ong Bak. Uh, mm. Do you ever see Ong Bak before? No,
1: heard of it. Never seen it. It's
0: a Tony Jaa movie. He's an Indonesian like a Muay Thai fighter and he does okay. like his own stunts and he No Wires kind of thing guy where he jumps through shit and does a bunch of amazing things. He did like The Protector. Uh, he's an international star. Yeah. So people are complaining about that but I don't really see how the Ong Bak thing works. Um, Maybe with a karate, but uh, the story is kind of different. But the uh,
1: people complain that they were too similar. They're too
0: similar, but uh, they're two movies mixed together. I mean, I mean... It's not necessarily bad or could be bad or good, but. I mean, I, I liked it.
1: Yeah, I've said before that there's a difference between plagiarism and similarities between right. movies. I don't have a problem between movie, with movies that are similar. Right. Um, when did you see this
0: movie? Uh, right when it came out. Like oh, okay. Right when it came, I think, to DVD. I was like, oh, i got to see mm-hmm. this. I read about it. I'm like, this movie looks crazy. You know? yeah. It's a French movie by Luc Besson. I'm like, all right, man, let's expand my horizons a little bit back in 2004. And mm-hmm. I fucking loved it. And I was like, all right, got to buy it. So I ended up buying it. Uh, did you know that there's a remake of this movie?
1: No. An, an Ameri- English... Oh. Uh, br- uh, no, yeah, an American remake. Okay.
0: Uh, it's called uh, Brick Mansions.
1: Brick Mansions? I've never even heard
0: no, of it. No, ha- I remember when I saw the previews for this movie. And I totally forgot this movie existed uh-huh. until the day. I remember seeing the previews, and it stars actually David Bell as his original character. Oh. And Paul Walker was the Damien character. Oh. And it was his last movie oh, that he filmed okay. and came out was that one. Um... And uh, the RZA is the bad guy in the movie. Hmm. But I haven't seen it. I want to check it out now just to see what the differences are. Yeah, I to do see. too. And
1: also Paul Walker.
0: Yeah, poor Paul
1: Walker. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, the director also did Taken and From Paris with Love,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: I never saw from Paris with Love. It was John Travolta was in it and I was totally turned off.
1: Yeah, I never saw it either. Taken, <laughs> definitely seen. Don't take things from yeah. Liam Neeson.
0: Yeah, don't ever take that <laughs> <it>. now, man. <laughs> <laughs> So I give this movie, I give it an A, a okay. solid A because it gave me all I wanted from what I was uh, what I was shown. So uh, action, fighting, story-wise not the greatest, but I mean, it did what it was supposed to do. Yeah. And who needs a, an extravagant story for this kind of action movie? It's an action parkour. Movie.
1: Exactly. Know. What's your favorite part? Uh,
0: I really like the part in the casino where uh, uh Sirofelli is just Messing everyone up, he's using guns, karate.
1: The part I think is stupid.
0: Yeah, the part you thought was <laughs> it's absolutely good action. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. You can't kill that character off at the beginning. Come on.
1: Seems like a reckless thing to do. <laughs> By the way, I'm in an enclosure with nine henchmen. I'm a cop, you guys. Yeah,
0: you kind of fucked up <laughs> there, but whatever. Who cares?
1: But yeah, it's a cool action sequence. I agree.
0: And just uh, when you first meet David Bell's character Leto, and he starts doing all the parkour stuff and jumping through shit. It's really, really impressive, especially yeah. since this is like the first time you see parkour. Do you mm-hmm. know what that was? This, this movie came out 14 years ago? Yeah. Like, who, who really knew back then all that much? Uh, hell, I don't even think that episode of The Office. Remember that episode of The Office where they're like, hey, let yeah, parkour? Yeah, kind of. And they're just jumping <laughs> on garbage cans and stuff, yeah. It's
1: like, <laughs> you, it's like skateboarding, but you take the skateboard away and you're just hopping all over. I don't yeah, know. exactly.
0: It's cool. Yeah, I like it. I wish I could, but I'm not strong yeah. enough. I'll do podcasts instead. I'm sitting yes. down.
1: We'll just review those who are parkouring.
0: <laughs> chair core. That's what I do. I can move <laughs> one chair to the other part of the room without standing up. I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> Not even a rolly chair. Right.
1: <laughs> so, And those were my favorite parts. All the sequences where they're parkouring. If yeah. I can use
0: parkour as a verb. Parkouring. Yeah, should. I think so. It's probably in a dictionary now. Yeah.
1: And also showing the next stuntman failing that yeah.
0: move. Yeah. Just falling really flat cool, in his yeah. face. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Thirty kills in this movie. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice
1: even number. Nice. Yeah,
0: I know it doesn't happen very often, but yeah, <laughs> nice even thirty. Uh, no breasts, no penises. Nope. Uh, so it kind of a dry spell, yeah, for those.
1: It's an action movie, though. So did you come up with funny, clever deaths?
0: No, because all the deaths and all the fighting was clever enough to where I just didn't need to add anything. All right. Sorry, <laughs> I'm right. totally failing uh, with that. No, you I gotta bring I just, it back.
1: I like it. I mean, I don't like it when we're watching like Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, those was... deaths are all sad. but...
0: Yeah, I like. <laughs> pain you got horny in one scene, and <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. that's not a death though. Yeah, well, no, but uh, yeah, again, Vietnam maybe. deaths aren't funny,
1: but yeah. action sequence deaths are pretty funny.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. I just, I just couldn't. I just didn't. You know, I didn't put any effort into it. Actually, I, I you know, I got to start doing it again because that, like that, that was part that's of the all. show. You know, I, mm-hmm. this is where I did that. Thank you, Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah. I think it's funny. (laughs) Except
1: if they're like really sad deaths. Yeah, no,
0: yeah. (laughs) Some kid gets killed or something. I'm not going to do that now. But that about does it for us this episode. Mm -hmm. Check this movie out. I gave it a nice solid A. Uh, our next episode will be episode 39, and we are going to Cinepocalypse starting tomorrow, which is Thursday the 21st. Mm-hmm. A week-long film festival. We're seeing a lot of stuff that hasn't been released yet, along with movies that have come out before. We've got Demon Night, Judgment Night, both directors going to be there. Um, maybe
1: Billy Zane. Maybe I'm Billy not. Zane. He's not,
0: maybe Maybe even Bill Murray.
1: They're both from Chicago, right? Isn't right. Billy Zane from Chicago? Right,
0: yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a Bill Murray um, documentary that's going to mm-hmm. be playing there, and they're like, oh, maybe he will, maybe he won't. Maybe. The whole documentary is about him just showing up at places. Right.
1: <laughs> he just does that. So, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all. That'd, that'd be awesome if he just, just like <laughs> sitting in
0: the crowd. Hey, there's Bill Murray. Great. And,
1: yeah, and Billy Zane, I love you so much. But, like, what are you doing right now? You
0: come to Chicago. Just come to
1: Chicago to Sin Apocalypse.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, we're going to give you a full review of that. I think there's going to be at least 20 films that we're going to be re- uh, re- watching and mm-hmm. reviewing. And then our movie of the week's going to come from there also, uh, which I'm not going to say what it is just yet. Okay. You'll have to find out, but it's going to be a good one. Uh, it's a classic, so um, they're showing a documentary for it. So then we'll review the documentary and then talk about the movie while we do it. Also, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's a lot of good stuff coming. There's like a, a, the next Puppet Master movie is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Turbo Kid director's next movie is going to be Summer of '84. Uh, got movies like Clara's Ghosts, uh, Judgment Night's playing there. There's like movies like Boogeyman Pop. There's uh, like Asian movies coming called The Brink. And it's also the 30th anniversary of *Killer Clowns from Outer Space*, which mm-hmm. the Kyoto Brothers will be there and will be answering questions uh, after the movie. So I can't wait. I'm Me really too. nervous of going. I'm so nervous, man.
1: What? I still don't get why you're nervous. I don't know. I've is.
0: never, you know, I've never been to a film fest before, and you know, with my anxiety as it is—it's no, just, like just going like to be the great. The crowd,
1: you mean? Well, I'm or sure. The, I'm
0: sure the crowd is going to be respectful. Yeah. And yeah, meeting people and and schmoozing and stuff. I'm sure it'll be fine after a while. I'm sure yeah. I'll be okay. And as soon as I get there, I'm gonna be fine. I'm sure.
1: I just hope like my bedtime's like eight thirty
0: <laughs> <laughs> on
1: the weekends. So <sighs> I just hope I last. I'm gonna be zinging from caffeine. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. I'm gonna be chugging Red Bull and Monster <laughs> and coffee all day. But yeah, there's gonna be a lot of movies and yeah. it's gonna be a, a big show. It's that episode might actually be over an hour long. Yeah. I actually might have to split it into two parts. So, Well, uh, hopefully you guys um, check us out next week when this comes out. And then we will see you guys later.
1: Thanks for listening.